we're back again doing yeah. the thing that we do. We So we got a guest today. Yes. Someone I haven't talked to in years. 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 And I've never talked to him <laughs> in any years. In any years. No, but our guest is, um, well, you'll find out in just a few. But this guy has always been the most respectful, just upstanding gentleman that I've met uh, about seven years ago now. And we used to sell direct TV, um, TV services. You know, she was so cable. Hell, so I know. Then nobody wanted, though. No judgment to those who sell cable. You know? It was not for me, dog. Not for me. <laughs> not for me, dog. Yeah. We'll pass on that one, dog. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're going to introduce him, let him tell you a little bit about his story and journey to God. Yeah. You ready for it? Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Roll it. Bang. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to His Purpose Podcast. We're here with one of my friends that I've met many years ago. And I'm so happy to have you join us today. I'm here to introduce Mr. Nelson. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Pleasure to be here with you ladies. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Um, as you said, yeah, we met uh, many moons ago back when we were uh, using our powers for <laughs> things that I wouldn't say are good or beneficial um, in the sales industry. And um, yeah, since then, life has taken a turn. As a matter of fact, it's, it's, it's funny. When we met back at then, I was going through a change because like I said, using our powers for something other than good. Back then, I always felt like I was not using my gifts for the right purpose. Like what we were doing, what we were selling, what I knew the ramifications would be in the long run. And how like there was, you know, a lot of misleading was a part of it, started to really, really stir my reconnection to my faith and strengthening my um my walk where I'm at. That's led me to where I'm at right now. Yeah. So and just so y'all know, it wasn't like drugs or anything. We were selling drugs. No, no, no. We were selling <laughs> <laughs> we were selling television services and um, low income communities and you know, preying on a lot of people who, you know, uh, were, I've had people sit down and ruin their whole credit, mm. just trying to get some, some cable. cable, some cable, like literally sitting down and here's Ray Ray Pookie, everybody's Ray so true. I'm going to go shop and I'll be back and let me know which one of them works. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. that's what I knew I was not, it's not it. My gift of Gab had been weaponized to sell things that mm. we don't need. Nobody needs. Yeah. yeah nobody mm -hmm. needs. I feel that a hundred percent. So what's been going on with you recently? Well, since then, um, the journey has been tough. Um, moving from, uh, Atlanta to different places in a, a sales mode. And like I said, using my powers for what they wanted me to do was tough. And then I came to a realization when I was in St. Louis that I couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I was up there with, uh, you remember the Hakame brothers? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was up there with uh, Angel, literally just running the show for him, giving him all the glory, making him look good. Mm -hmm. And 
I was suffering, my talents were suffering, my gifts that I was, I was unfulfilled. So I walked away. I walked away. I got my car, literally packed up my car and drove back to the East Coast from St. Louis, came back to Philadelphia, was in Philly for about, uh, about three to three, four months before coming back home to New York City and really starting to uh, plant my roots and what I've been doing the last five years, which has been, um, I started a company, uh, Team Rain, uh, management and consultant. Um, I do have a client. Um, I don't know if you guys watch uh, the Black Ink Crew on VH1. Or, yeah. Oh, uh, well, Walter Miller is one of my clients. Um, okay. Go ahead. Comedy career. And that is the entry point because I have I have gifts and talents. I can help him to build his gifts and talents. And comedy is really about telling a story anyway. And I always right. wanted him to tell his story. But um, the company and the platform that I'm using is to actually tell my story and to be a vessel in forms like this one that we're having right now. Yeah. yeah. And we're super excited to have you here. So was this, um, I guess you, you've alluded to your faith in that a lot of this has been shaking your spirit through your journey through life. So I guess when in your life did you um, feel as if God was pulling on you or you get that message that, um, you know, he's, he's all powerful and there in your life. Well, definitely God has been, uh, manifesting in my life, my entire life before I even, uh, knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. He had been working in my life. I'm, I am fourth generation, uh, preacher's kid. So, like church and ministry and faith has always been a part of my life. But me personally being, uh, having that as in the foundation, but my mother was also a teacher for 37 years. So I've had a blend of education and spirituality that most people don't. So I question everything. Yeah. Maybe an immediate radical in terms of my faith and in terms of my upbringing, so initially, you know, coming up in the church, always being around the church, God, 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 that's all you hear. Mm -hmm. And as a PK, everyone puts you in this mm -hmm. boat that you're supposed to be. You can't be like that. Your father's this, your grandfather's that. And it's like, yo, I'm my own person. Like, mm -hmm. I'm totally different from that. Like, I don't have any problems with religion. Like, oh, it's more organized practicing mm -hmm. of religion that I have an issue with. Yeah, and I yeah. found I was having issue with those portions of religion in my journey as a youth. Some things that we do in our customs and our churches, we like elevate um, preachers and, and their families to levels that they should not be mm -hmm. elevated. I just don't. Yeah. And my family and of course myself, we, we benefited from that. And I got to a point where I was like, you know, what? I don't even want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to sit at the pastor's table and all. no, yeah. I'm going to stand in line with everybody else. People will come on and be like, why, what are you doing? They got to see for you to take now. Nah, now nah, I'm cool. I'm just going to get my plate with everybody else. I'm going to sit with my peoples and I was going to chill. And that always stayed with me. I was like, really, really my understanding of the Bible, what I know it was contrary to what I was doing in my yeah. walk. It, it just never really sure. sat. And that's as a young person. So when I got to college and uh, 
really started talking to other people and uh, really like expanding my faith and having discussions on 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 certain subjects of history and truth and uh, getting to the root of it, how we got the book and how we got to religion and all this stuff. It had me all over the place. It challenged everything I knew as a, as a youngster growing up. And this is where it more comes down to how God started, like literally leading me, like touching me, whispering, like you could like literally feel like a presence, like, and, and like on your shoulder. And I know how people are liking it to like, oh man, that's just uh, your gut. That's intuition and all. Nah, I've had <laughs> with God, my encounters with God. It's like, no, that, those, those, that's him talking to you. Right. Like people who quote unquote call themselves sane will dismiss that. But I yeah. think sanity is understanding that there's someone bigger than you who yeah. is powerful in a way that he can speak to you. Yeah. Whether or not you want to hear his voice is your choice, but he can speak to you. And I've always heard him here, you know, speaking to me in in my movements and times like I'm I'm not even supposed to be I'm supposed to be like dead two or three times over car accident mm-hmm. situational spots where I'm like oh my god I shouldn't be here and mm-hmm. all hell breaking loose and somehow some way it's like now nah, you need to get out of here and I'll get that sense like now nah, yo it's time and we start moving and all hell starts breaking loose. And that's not gutter intuition. That's the spirit saying, bro, you got to get out of there. Yeah. And I listened to that. And that's where after, you know, all my experiences and as a youth, as I went through that educational period in college and really getting my eyes open. And then I started living. That's when I started seeing him move in my life in terms of protecting me. In terms of him keeping me, I had to live a little more. I had to go through some hurt. I had to go through some pain. I had to go through some loss. And it was in loss where I really built a stronger connection. Because in those moments when you're really, really by yourself, you're really, really low. Like you're depressed. Nobody's coming to see about you anymore. Nobody want to hear your story. They don't want to hear you go on and on. You know? Where, and, and I mean, hey, I, 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 I'm, I'm about total transparency. You could be in moments where you haven't bathed for like seven, eight days. You just in your funk and he will come and visit you. Yeah. In your spirit, and he will bring back to remembrance all the reasons why you need to get up. Mm. All the reasons why you need to dust yourself off, stare yourself in the face and accept where you are and go forward. And anytime he does that, if you, you know, even you look uh, in the, in the scriptures, anytime there's a challenge that has to be faced, he wants you to face it head on. He wants you to move forward. He is always about, okay, what needs to be done? This, what needs to be done? Here's what's in front of you. Do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what, how God has always moved in biblical life in biblical history and if you really, really allow him to move in your life, when the challenges are there, what I've learned in my walk is don't be afraid of the challenges. Yeah. Just take everything I've learned in my walk and go forward with it. So, man, it's been 
a journey. It's been, I've come from a, a, a mighty long way, but my personal relationship now at, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 44 and like 20 something days. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, I, you right. know, I'm about <laughs> to be 44 years old and it's like, wow. And I can literally count on my hand the times where I looked around and was like, yo, that was nothing but God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've walked you, out of a car and then like the car, like you turn around and you see the car and then you look down and you're like, nah, I'm not even, that was nothing but God. Yeah. The traffic situation, it's like rush hour and I'm literally in like one of the busiest parts of town and like my car goes careening into the, the center divider and I literally have to turn the wheel because I'm like, if I hit it head on, the engine's going to fly in here with me. So I had to turn the wheel all the way to the right. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit it. And then I'm whatever happens after that, because cars are coming. Yeah. I hit it. I blacked out. My car comes to rest 90 feet on the other side. And like Mm -hmm. two guys are pulling me out. Two Mexican brothers pull me out. And they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? Oh, my God. And I look and I'm kind of hazy. I don't know what's going on in my car. Like all the traffic is stopped. And it's it's, it's all types of traffic. And, and, and I'm just whole and intact, and, and there was nothing but God. So mm-hmm. he's moved in my life. He's demonstrated his power. He's demonstrated his mercy. He's, but most importantly, he's come to me when I was at my lowest, and he spoke to my spirit and yes, reminded yes. me of why I need to press forward. Yeah. So um, I guess, how old do you remember how old you were when you had your first experience, and you were like, oh, man, this was God? Probably, I always harken back to an experience I had when I was like, maybe like 10, 11 years old in the laundromat. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in my mind, I was visited by an angel. That's what I will contend. Others would be like, though you tripping, I was just some dude that was talking. (laughs) (laughs) But if I paint, the circumstance and who this person was and how they just did not, they weren't supposed to be where I was. Hmm. It made sense to me. Like now I was visited by somebody that was angelic. Cause I'm, I'm about, I'm about nine or 10 years old. I'm at the laundromat and I'm, I'm, I'm from the hood hood, like the real hood, like the rap hood where people write about and they really live in the suburbs. No, I'm from where you're, writing writing about, about. <laughs> right. like where your homies tell you and you get like the skin crawl like oh wow you you're from that yes i'm from that mm. and i'm at the laundromat i'm a latchkey kid you know your mom she had to work right. she was my mom was going to get a, a, a double masters in education and wow. she was working and my older siblings were out doing whatever older siblings do i had to look out for me i was a latchkey kid and I'm at the laundromat. And I remember something was going on in the laundromat, like something that probably was dangerous, but I didn't feel I was in danger because out of nowhere, I swear to you, I'm sitting down in the laundry, I'm looking at my at my stuff. And out of nowhere, all this stuff is going on in the background, but out of nowhere, this dude comes and he sits next to me and he starts telling me this story about how God had saved him 
saved his life from a, 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 a very life-threatening disease, illness at the time. And I, I'm 10, 11 years old. This grown man, he's like, he gotta be in his 30s. And I'm 10, 11 years old. He might've been older, but to me, he probably was in his 30s. And he's talking to me about how God has saved his life from this, this life-threatening disease and all hell is breaking loose behind me. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really paying attention now. I'm paying attention to this man. And he's telling me about his whole encounter with God and how God moved in his life and how his faith was the reason why he was able to be healed. Commotion dies down. The people are, you know, taking out the laundromat, whatever, whatever. But it, like my spirit was, it was always, I never felt like I was in danger. Like after the fact, and this man like disappeared after the fact. And the people coming in like, yo, kid, you all right? You good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. What happened? And they're like, yo, you was just in there. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. And I'm looking for the dude I was just talking to and he was gone. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I thought I was visited by a, a spirit of being. Because this, first of all, <clears throat> I'm in the hood hood and this dude was not from the hood. He was... Uh, a whole white man, and I'm in the, like he was sticking out like a like literally he looked like a drop of milk on a whole chocolate cake. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> first of all, you're not even supposed to be here. But his story and what he was telling me, like I, I like I just I, I remember being enamored with him and what he was talking about, and that was the first and only time I had ever seen that man in my neighborhood. Mm. so at an early age i felt like i had been visited by a spirit and i always felt angel. like i had something around me to protect me yeah which i go again harking back to that voice that i would hear that people would say nah that's your intuition that's your gut no i'm of a belief that i hear a voice and it tells me go stay this is the right move. That's the right move. Like it's, it's, it's not my conscious. It's, it, it, it doesn't sound like me. It is wise. I can also refute that voice. I could be like, nah, I'm not doing that. And right. it, when I know I lead into something that's crazy. And then the voice comes back. Like right. I told you, and you're like, oh man. And it always brings me back to remembrance. And when you really study the scriptures and it talks about the Holy spirit always brings it back. You brings you back to remembrance. That always, I didn't understand that. What do you mean? He's, he's the comforter. He comes, and what is that all about? When I really see how God has moved in my life, and like I said, when I really got closer is when I was in my darkest moment. He came, he comforted me in my darkest moment. He still comforts me as I move through dark, dark moments in this day. And he always reminds me. He brings back to remembrance prior things, lessons. Yeah from people that I miss, from people that I lost, things, conversations, moments. He's, he's always bringing things back to my remembrance. And that, again, is how I see evidence of spirits moving in my life. Do you, that's good, by the way. I'm, I'm like really listening, um, as opposed to fake listening. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I could ramble on about this. No. Stuff. 
hours. I'm telling you. No, like, I believe you. I mean, this is this is like there's a lot of stuff that we can really pull out of this, and I'm hoping that as people are listening, that that they're doing the same. Mm-hmm. Um, something you said like way in the beginning that probably could tie back into this about um, like this idea of having like radical faith because of how you grew up with your mom being an educator, your um, your dad, you being a PK. Like, do you think that, sorry, my glasses are watering to death. Uh, do you think that this is like all the stories that you've been, all the experiences that you've had, is that radical or is it just how the divine works? You know what I mean? Like radical can be taken in such a negative term when it comes to Christianity nowadays. Like Absolutely. people like, you know what I'm saying? Like people will be like, um, you know, you start talking about radical faith and all of a sudden everybody's like, ew, like don't nobody want to talk to you. You weird. <laughs> like that type of thing. Extreme. And it's a, right. You extra, you extreme. And it's like, but I'm not like, this is the faith. Like to me, I'm like, this is just how divinity works. And if you don't know that, then that's kind of on you. But I don't know that radical would be something that I would attribute to myself, but the rest of the world might, you know? Froze. Oh, you froze on me. Oh, is it better? Yes. Okay. But, um, I could definitely speak to that. Think about this. If you, read the scriptures if you study the scriptures jesus was deemed radical yeah right uh, he was going everything he was talking about was against the grain first of all he claimed that he was the son of god which was the most radical thing you could yeah, have expect right. at that point <laughs> that's a whole other thing like, he, he literally walked in the house like yo that's jesus yeah i know no that's jesus the dude talking about he's right. the son of god everybody's gonna look at you crazy right so just in the fact that, uh, like you said, is that just how I deem divinity to move? Yeah, I do. Right. Because the, the stories I, I talk about and the way Jesus has moved and the way I talk about Jesus is it is radical to some people because people want to box Jesus into something that he I, I don't believe he's, sure. he is. Yeah. I think people want to want to make Jesus this big, like, unattainable entity that I don't believe scripture ever pointed to. If anything, scripture pointed to Jesus being as common and regular as anyone else. Jesus hung out with sinners, like his, his whole business. Like he woke up in the morning and it was like, where the sinners at? No, I'm serious. But but that's even just me saying that to a lot of late like people like that aren't really students of the word will find that radical. Like, oh my God, how could you say that? No, read the word. Yeah. Yeah. He woke up from sun up to sundown. Everything he did, Jesus was literally in the business of hanging out with sinners, saving the lost, teaching, bringing people back to the father. And that's what gets missed. Yeah, he, he wasn't hanging out like Jesus. Like if Jesus were here now, people would think Jesus is going to go to D.C. and want to sit down with Trump or meet at the U.N. and have a big conference with all the leaders. No, he's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Jesus is going to go where the need is. And that's where he will be. He yeah. will be the guy walking around in the massive crowd doing those things. Now, is that radical? No, because if you study the word. It's not because the Jesus of the Bible did that. He touched the people. He was, there were thralls of people following him. 
Right. You know, the, the, the miracle of the feeding of 5,000 just wasn't that it was 5,000 people there to see one dude. It was that it was 5,000 people there to see one dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was that big. It's like, yo, this one dude was that radical. And it just says it was 5,000 men. Like they right. weren't even yeah. talking about the women that were there, the children that were there. Like Jesus was, Jesus had like, it, it, he would be the most lit dude on social media right now. Like his <laughs> Instagram, his TikTok, his social media would be so crazy right now. Yeah. Because that's the type of wave he had. And it was because of what he was talking about. And one of the things, one of the things that like when I talk to my friends and I, I get to like, uh, they say, I'm, I don't know if they think I'm preaching to them. Then it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't call myself doing it. It's just, we're having conversations and we're talking about life. We're talking about experiences and how I could correlate everything that's happened in my life to the spirit and to the truth that I found in the spirit. Mm-hmm. One thing getting them to understand is how come I could talk about him the way I do, but the church establishment, the people that are in the, the, the actual four walls of the church that are quote unquote charged with ministry, they yeah. can't. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the thing that bothers me the most. That's why I'm not a preacher. I'm, fourth generation my great-grandfather grandfather father all baptist ministers i Mm -hmm. am quote-unquote destined in line everything people will literally say your life is the way it is because you didn't accept your calling nah i don't believe that i don't believe he wanted me to be a pastor in that way i believe my ministry is is this what we're doing yeah i don't have to have this high esteemed calling whatever that mm-hmm. the people that are in our uh institutions of religion sure sit behind yeah mm. jesus did not go to the temple to call his 12 he just yes. walked in the town and was like you 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 <laughs> you follow me yeah follow me that's it and and i find that the truth and the purity and the, the real earnestness of, of Jesus's mission was in the fact that he used regular people. He talked about regular things and he hid the heavenly ministry in earthen vessels. That gets mm-hmm. lost on a lot of people today. That's why I think we can't have conversations like this. That's why I, people like me seem radical because when I get with my friends who know that I'm fourth generation preacher's kid and I sit down and I start talking like this. They look at me like, what is wrong with you, dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what your, your dad taught you that? And they're like, it's a combination of a lot, dude. Like I've yeah. been open to a lot of things. I yeah. sought the knowledge. Yeah. Especially when you understand how we got the book and people have tried to discredit the book. And I'm not one to discredit the book, even though I understand how we got it. I understand how the book was used against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't discredit that what it's saying is still not true. Right. Because I can I can I can read you Mary had a little lamb and spin it my way. Right. <laughs> right. Well, color was the fleece, sir. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 and, and, you know, when certain people, one thing I found with education is some people get too smart for their own good and they try to count certain things that are so simple, but yet so complex as yeah. our faith, as our religion, as this walk with Christ is. I mean, listen, we literally believe in the supernatural. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like to be, put, put it, to boil it all down and all the wackos that look at Christians and be like, dude, you believe in ghosts. Yeah. Okay. So what? I do. <laughs> okay. At the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. But my faith yeah. in that ghost is stronger than your faith and, 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 and the people that you know, and you see every day mm-hmm. because that ghost has proven more to me in my walk right. in life. And I can look at others and their walk in life and their witness in life and others over here and over there. And when we all get together and we can have a great time just talking about how God moved in our life. Yeah. That's real. And then you look at other people and it's like, your ghost ain't done nothing for you. <laughs> like, nothing. like, you got headaches and problems and you look right. old and tired. You stressed out. Right. You stressed out. That's what you're doing. You got to change that up. <laughs> What do you like, take on my ghost? Please. My God keep me smiling. Like my God demands a lot of me. I understand in, in earnest and truth if you really read it. But when I boil down everything down to it's all down to the golden rule for me. I, I do hold God at the utmost and highest esteem. I revere him and fear him in such reverence. And I ultimately try in everything I do to treat my neighbor the same way I want to be treated. Yeah. To a fault to where it's almost like I can't expect that of other people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I live that to a fault where it makes me, but I have to separate myself from people. I have to draw a line with people because you can't match my energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that boundary situation right there, which you just said. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a giver. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, my energy is I'm a sharer. I'm like, yo, here, I'm a beacon. Like, God gave me a big old smile, a loud voice, and made me tall with this bald head so I could be seen. Like, it, it wasn't the high. Uh, yeah. So it's like, you know, I can't sit here knowing what I'm knowing, knowing the truth, knowing how he's blessed me, and be quiet. Mm. Not, not Especially in times like these. In times like these, you know, people have to be grounded in their faith and understand that this too shall pass. And, you know, when I look at our walk, I I, I look at our walk biblically. I really believe that uh, the African people are a part of that lost tribe that God is all about coming back to save. Mm -hmm. And everything that we go through in this country and our descendants and all, all our ancestors, everything that they've gone through. This too shall pass. Like we've seen worse, you know, like the country where it's at, like my grandparents, they died not knowing that we'd ever see the changes that we saw. Like, yeah. So I know there's still hope. I know God is still moving in this country and people's lives. He's always, he's always out there. He's always moving, but it's like, are they going to hear his voice? Are they going to move in truth? Are they going to just, be as basic as we're talking about being and just love and, and just just hold on to those ideals so we can move forward. So we can have discussions like this and it doesn't have to be so unattainable. Like just 
I don't know, organized religion. I could go, man, I could do, like, I could talk about right. that for like several hours. I, I, I literally could write a sitcom about being a PK and what that was like and what I've seen people do because they just don't follow their own word. They follow people. Themselves. Yeah. Wow. wow. What are your thoughts? You any questions? I did, but it was kind of a shifted, like, um, question. It kind of doesn't 100% go along with what you said, but I know you said you, um, you're you basically working in the entertainment in- industry, more or less. Um, and tons of people are always like, yo, how do you reconcile this faith <laughs> business? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I literally hear, I mean, I'm not in the entertainment industry, like, right now. Let me <laughs> probably say that. In faith. But, um, um, like I always, one of the people I listen to all the time is, um, Yvonne Orji. Do you know from Insecure? Yes. The show and, um, cool. Like just, I'm always listening to her interview and, uh, she does, they also do a podcast called Jesus and Jalof cause she's, um, Nigerian. And so, right. but she is also like a real deal, like believer and stuff like that, but she's on insecure and people are always like, she always gets asked the question, like how you reconcile all the stuff you be doing, like your language and how you, you know, talk and all the other stuff with, your faith if it's this strong. And so, and I, I definitely have my thoughts about it. Like I not discouraging it at all, but I am curious as to what you think since you are in that like vein. I'll, I'll tell you this. That's, it's funny you said that. Cause, um, I, it's a, a promoter in New York city who has literally gotten on the microphone at an event, packed out party. And he's shouted me out and said, that's the only guy I know who's gonna party with us all night and he's gonna be on time for church on Sunday morning. morning. (laughs) Big up in church the same way he's up in here with the party. Yeah. I'm, I'm known for that balance. How do I do it? Okay, well, I have no choice. Um, No matter where I am, I'm always God's. I'm always his child, mm-hmm. no matter where I am. And just because I'm his does not mean I'm supposed to be X way. Mm-hmm. That's where the problem comes it's in again. I talk about with the titles and what people think. And that's more organized religion talk. That's not true spirituality. Mm-hmm. Because sure. think about it. Jesus, the 12 he called, they were fishermen. First of all, fishermen, that's not even a profession that's of any value in today's economy. We don't deem fishermen as people we aspire. You don't tell your kid to grow up and be a fisherman. Right, right. Okay? That's yeah. that's not on anyone's menu. I apologize right? to any fishermen. <laughs> no disrespect to the fishermen. Grow your child. Big up to the fishermen. But, I mean, it's, it's just not something that, we, we aspire to do so right. you know you have to make a living and you have to always be true to yourself first and foremost so first and foremost i'm going to be me what i found is i was having a lot of problems being me working for other people so when we were working for uh um jose and and adam and in their pyramid of pyramids <laughs> it was 
it wasn't me using my powers for my own good and getting out of that lane and finding my own business for myself and then using my talents and gifts to help other people find their successes. My thing is I give you a platform to tell stories. My entertainment is about you telling stories. Now, stories can be told many a different ways. Yes, comedy has a lot of colorful language in it. Trust yeah. you me, I use a bevy of colorful words, but I also have a, a very dense vocabulary. I could talk on any level. And if you notice anything about Jesus, he moved in all circles. He could talk to uh, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, and he could also sit with Nicodemus late at night and teach him. Right. He, he moved in various circles and, and right. spoke to people where they were. Yes. And that's what I always found genuine about me, that even though I am spiritual and I wear it, like it's not like when I walk into a session and everyone is, you know, and I, I, I be candid with you and, you know, I have y'all deal with it, but, you know, people are blowing it down. It's very foggy in there. There's yeah. A, a lot of stuff going yeah. on. I could roll in that circle, be in that circle and be totally cool. And everyone will respect that. Nah, he's good. He, yeah. He's cool. And they'll move like one of the best compliments I ever had. I sat one of my, my good friends down and we were talking business. I was telling him about how, um, you know, I could work with him and my company could do something to help benefit his business goals. We were sitting down eating. And he said, you know what? I always watched you. And one thing I always liked about you was no matter what you do, you always moved with your God. I'm sitting there with him. I'm like, where's he going with this? Like, mm-hmm. he's like, you're super consistent. Like, no matter what's going on, you're gonna go to be, you're gonna be at church, you're gonna do your religious obligations. If you gotta show up for the community, you don't let nothing come in the way of that. Mm-hmm. I always admired that you as long as I know you. And mm-hmm. I was saying to myself, first of all, I'm not doing any of that for any type of pat on the back. Right. I'm doing that because that's just what I do. It's just in my spirit to give i'm a give up secondly i didn't realize people were watching because yeah. i'm not i'm not doing it for people to watch and i did not realize how much that weighed in my circle mm-hmm. so as in, in, in being in entertainment i'm dealing with entertainers and they have all types of people pushing and pulling demons all of that for them to see someone who can consistently be like nah my faith is here Everything I do, I do with God. He watched me pray over meals and stuff. Just little stuff that I just normally do. Yeah. He always thought that was consistent. He even asked me, like, what do you, when you, when you pray, what do you pray for? And I thought that was like, I was like, dude, wow. Nobody really asked me. Well, I pray, I pray certain generalizations and then certain specifics based on what I'm doing. And I just found like, yo, you're somebody no one would even think thinks like that. Mm-hmm. But in that industry, there's like we talk about just just in our regular walk, you could be shunned for being a believer. In that industry, it gets even worse. Yeah. Because they have to, some some of it really involves them selling parts of their souls. Their souls. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. So for someone to have strong faith means that you tell people no a lot. And they you don't have boundaries and guidelines, and they don't understand that. Like, there's yeah. certain things I won't do, but I, in my field, I have to allow it because it's entertainment and there's a market for that. I'm a capitalist, also. Right. So, there's a market for that. Money has to be made. But at the end of the day, 
if it doesn't jive with my spirit, if that person doesn't jive with my spirit, I can't do it. Yeah. And I won't be a part of it. I have told people, no, I have been in situations where my morals were literally the thing in conflict between me and making some money. Mm. And I had to say, I can't nah. do it. Yeah. Mm. Y'all can get somebody else. I could recommend them for you. They'd be glad to do it. I can't do it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's getting aligned with my morals. And I also found people respect me for that. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, I might not get all the business because I'm not going to lay down and do all certain things. But the fact that I'm principled, the fact that I do have that consistent faith that they could count on, that they can literally say and put their hand on, it, it has helped open more doors, I'd say, than hindered me in, yeah. my, in my business. That was a great question. Yeah. Yeah, it made me it made me um it made me think like even then like you know you might not get all the doors but you'll definitely get the right ones as long as you yeah. stay like really you know stay consistent be honest with yourself honest with your faith you know all of that other stuff the right doors are gonna right. open and people and you know people who are even non-believers I'm trying to think of the scripture about um not like the wealth of the righteous is laid up for the just, even though I definitely believe that that is the case too. But um, just, it's a scripture about um, basically like kings bowing in in places where, you know, they're kings and they're not, you know, that's not their MO, that's not what they're supposed to do in this particular setting. But when Christ is in the midst of that, then they, you know, they have to bow, even if they don't recognize that this is what they're doing. So mm -hmm. I think like in, in your consistency of just, you know, honoring the no when God tells you, no, nah, that ain't really where I'm trying to, you know, do for you. There'll be a moment where, perceived kings will have to bow for where you are or where you're going, you know, later on. So I think that's cool though. I mean, I agree with you with a lot of the stuff because, um, you know, entertainment is, it is what it is. It's not it is going away. Is. Yeah. It's not going not away. away. Not going to change. It's only, you know, it is ever changing, but not, maybe not necessarily in a direction of like faith-based things. So it's like, okay, well, what do we do in the mix of it? Because you still want to get paid. You know, you still have a passion for those things. And everybody's not creative for believer circles. You know what I'm saying? Like faith, Christian-based music and Christian-based TV show. Like, you know, like no, that's, no, everybody's that's, that's, that's not. Tough. So, that's yeah. Tough. So, and it's tough. And so when you tell people, you know, no, this is what I want to do or, you know, whatever, then they looking at you like, but, you know don't you walk with the king? And it's like, yes, I do. And I'm still going to do this. So, and, and, and that, and that's, and that is so true. You know, you, you just got to do it. Yeah. You just got to, you got to be strong in what you're doing in your mission right. and you just do it. Yeah. I think that's cool. Good deal. Well, if you could sum it up tightly in a bow, what would you say is your purpose or his purpose that he's laid on your heart for your walk? Continue to give, uh, continue to give, Continue to tell my story, be an example, be someone strong for others to lean on. Um, to continue to have the courage to say what others won't. Mm. No, that's it. That's strong. I can't be silent, you know, and it, God gave me the gift of gab. That's the reason I was such a good salesperson. And I was using my powers for 
evil. There's no other way to say it. So it's a blessing to really be able to use it for good, to speak power into people's lives, especially young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very passionate about young people. I, 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 I'm passionate about giving back in terms of coaching and mentorship. Um, one thing when I deal with young people and I, I use basketball as a tool, I incorporate Jesus with them because um, most basketball rosters are 12 men rosters. Mm. And I always equate the fact that Jesus was a basketball coach. Okay. <laughs> he had a team of 12. And to see kids hear me say that and watch how they like, wait, what? Now I just tuned you into something that you weren't even here to practice basketball about. Mm-hmm. But it, it's subtle. I don't, I'm not preachy about it. But I let them know where I am in my thought process. Like, yo, I'm the greatest coach I ever knew is Jesus. How about that? And then you're like, what? <laughs> so giving, I'm, I'm about giving. I like, I like those light bulb moments. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you said you had a business, Team Rain. We want to give you an opportunity to tell people a little bit about that before we um, close in prayer. Also, if you have anything that you want us to pray for you on, we want to go ahead and honor that. Definitely um, continue to pray for my business. Team Rain was hit heavy by the pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. My business is about people and I need people. I need to entertain them. I need to bring them together. I need to uh, educate, entertain. Uh, Everything I do is is hands-on with people. So continue to pray. The business, things like this will help a lot um, in terms of getting my mission and my message out. Because yeah. at the end of the day, Team Rain is about it's an acronym. It stands for reaching every imaginable goal now. And um, I literally have it tattooed across my chest, like from collarbone to collarbone, because mm-hmm. it's something I believe in. Rain, R E I G N, not R A I N. I was thinking no. that I ain't gonna lie. I was I'm like, not. what does that mean? I'm looking to rain, rain. Everything is, is and again, yeah. it's all about the spirit. God wants to reign in our lives. Mm-hmm. He wants to be sovereign over our lives. And as a team, with us reaching every imaginable goal now, first of all, anything you do in God gives you the power to have it immediately. There's nothing that holds you back mm-hmm. if you do it in God. And, mm-hmm. and you have to do it together. Like, I remember when I was first talking to my man, Walter, about it. he's like, man, Team Rain, that's too long. That's too long. I said, listen, first of all, that's cool. You think that. But this is my <laughs> business. And the concept that I need is we got to do it together. And the yeah. only way I know to do it is if we're going to rain, we're going to do it together. We're going to do it as a team. It's going to mm-hmm. be everybody coming together, putting their heads together and figuring it out, being humble, understanding that, hey, I might not know it, but I know somebody else who can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all sit down and we put our egos aside and say, here's the goal. We're all smart enough to make it happen. Let's do it. And we got God being our guide. So we can't lose. Anything we do for his purpose will last. Yes. And it's going to be fruitful. It's going to multiply. It's going to gather steam. So Team Rain, that's what I'm about right now. I'm doing the management Mm -hmm. consulting. Uh, Hit me up for any consulting, anything. I'm the network guru. Like you're all the way in Atlanta, you know how we hit each other up. 
I always see you. I've always like Mokum used to tell me about you before I knew you. <laughs> okay. And if you know anything about me and Mokum, that's my brother. I talk to right. him to this day. That's my guy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I watched you from afar. I've seen your journey, you know, from afar and everything. And, you know, when I reached out to you, you know, you see what I'm doing. I'm always inviting people to church. Come here for my birthday last year. It was on a Sunday. I'm like, yo, boo, come to my church. That's <laughs> let's, let's do that for my birthday. Come through. That's the type of energy I bring. So when you said you had podcasts, I seen what you were doing with your spiritual walk and you invited me in. I'm here. I'm anything y'all need. I love talking about things like this because I said it's radical talk because when you really sit down with people who aren't as learned and as open-minded as we are, as we're discussing about the Bible, it seems radical to them. But yeah. this is just, this is regular everyday experience that most believers have that yeah. they probably it's a Monday. miss it's a Monday. because <laughs> they think it looks right. Because they think it's supposed to look a certain way. They dismiss mm -hmm. it. Not mm -hmm. knowing that it's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's just that simple. So that's my mission. I look to continue to be on platforms like this um, with Team Rain and, and continue to grow. Anything, ladies, I can do for y'all, let yeah. me know. Well, you know, if you I got any fellow friends, and continue got any to fellow grow. believers, tell them about you know, us. You know it. You know it. <laughs> I, can, I can get you some people on there. Definitely. I, I'm LinkedIn in the religious community up here. Like I tell my PK, we in a whole group, and I told them that when they invited me, I said, like, "You sure you want me?" And they called me the OG because I'm the OG. Yeah. I'm like, "You sure you want me?" And I'm radical. They think, "Nah, we need you." So I could definitely tap some people, some really good people that you could talk to and dive in just like this, yeah. and they'd be just easy to talk to because yeah. for us in our generation, this is it. Like it's not going to be. It. It's not going to be in the building. It's yeah. not going to be. God's message can't be confined to the building anymore. Mm. It can't be confined just to televangelism. It has mm. to go. The word is meant to go forth. Mm. Yeah. And these mediums, like our generation, are the ones who really are going to embrace it and utilize it to really spread it. So, ladies, mm. I applaud y'all and what you're doing. Thank you so much <laughs> for allowing me to bless you guys with my story. I hope I've been a blessing for you guys as well. Yes, this is good. 100%. This is really good. All right. Well, I'm going to open it up to Miss Desrex. I think I prayed that last one. Maybe trading off. Uh, sure. <laughs> you want to pray for your business or anything else? Uh, just, you know, pray for this country, pray for all of our, our communities, our leaders, pray mm. for our future leaders, pray yeah. for our young people, especially with this. I'm so concerned about our young people with the school and, and this, mm. this, this virtual learning and, and the social ramifications behind it, as well as our community being <laughs> subject to being left behind it's so much we need to be praying for. Yeah. It's it's so much. Stop. She's a teacher. I'm a teacher. Teachers, I, so I know. Listen, I love teachers. <laughs> you guys don't get paid enough. Everyone who is someone has to sit in front of a teacher. So yeah. I always believe that teachers should minimum six figures. All their loans should be like forgiven <laughs> after 10 years of service. <laughs> right. Just, like, 
just encourage y'all to keep going and growing because you guys, if it wasn't for a teacher and my faith, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah. So I applaud you. I love teachers. Mm-hmm, thanks. And the work you do. I hope you don't have to see any wild stuff on my prayers. You get to see some just your students, and that's it. Nothing crazy in the background. It's a little later. Radio huh? and nothing going on. In the back. Nah, you Maybe from that. today on. <laughs> Maybe from today on. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, um, you know, I can definitely pray for all of that. Let's, uh, I'm going to just pray us out, and then we'll be G to G. Yeah. Good to go. All right. Um, Thank you, God, for this time, Lord God. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for being here in the midst of it, Lord God, and just having um, having us be able to speak about you openly and honestly and truthfully, Lord God, with just confidence and boldness. I thank you uh, for Mr. Dukes, Lord. I thank you for the man that you have called and created him to be in his community, Lord, in this world. I pray that you would just continue to be with him, guide him, even in the middle of a pandemic, Lord God. I pray that you would just pour out your spirit on his company, on his business, um, that, um, that you would really just give to him and give to his ministry and give to his heart a hundredfold, Lord God, to where even the things that are going on in his life now or that have gone on in the past, Lord God, that people can only look at his business and say, wow, this was literally nothing but the Lord because of where we are and what this world looks like right now. It doesn't look like a situation where he's able to flourish, but because you are his God, and you are the God over his business, Lord God, that you have caused him to flourish. Um, God, I pray that your hand would just continue to be on this country, protect all of us, guide all of us, help us to make the best decisions, Lord God, in raising our children and raising up our youth, Lord God, for them to be exactly who you've called them to be and not what this world is trying to set the standard for them to be, um, that you would speak to each child that we are sending this out to, Lord God, personally, um, touch them, Lord God. Um, let them hear your voice, Lord God, like he was talking about tonight. Just let let them see you, touch you, feel you, just experience the goodness of who you are, Lord Jesus, so that you can change their lives um, and that they can move in spite of what is going on right now. Yes. Thank you for this time. I pray that you would continue to bless us, bless him, yes. Um, yes. bless every single person that's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank yeah. you guys so much. Thank for you. Yes. This we, was real good. We enjoyed it. It was I, awesome. It's always refreshing. What he said, two yeah. or three, that's all you need. Two that's or three, get his name, that's, and, and everything's good. I'm, I'm refreshed. I'm renewed. Yeah. Hopefully this has been beneficial for not only our spirits, but for your viewership. Thank you yeah. ladies so much again for having me on. I'm humbled. Thank, Thank you. Sir. Thank you. We're Same. honored. We thank Same. you so much, and we hope thank you have you. a good night. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Good night. Take care.